The interviews and discussions on this podcast are opinions only and not financial or investment advice. Listeners should obtain independent advice based on their own circumstances before making any financial decisions. Hello, I'm Peter Strachan. Welcome to this Stockhead Rock Yarn. Today, we're delighted to welcome back into the studio RareX's Managing Director, Jeremy Robinson. Now, RareX has a market capitalization of just $46 million and has recently delivered some spectacular drilling results from its Cummins Range, Rare Earth and Niobium project in the eastern Kimberley region of Western Australia. And I suspect that there are more results in the pipeline. So, Jeremy, welcome to the uh, podcast. And can you first place the project for the listeners? It's nearby townships, access to tarmac roads, ports, and what part of Australia are we looking at here uh, for this uh, project? Yeah, good morning, Peter. And uh, look, thanks for hosting us on your, your chat this morning. Uh, yeah, look, to put uh, Cummins Range into some uh, geographical context, we're in the East Kimberley, as you mentioned. Uh, we're about uh, less than 100 k's southwest of Halls Creek, uh, only about 50 k's off the uh, sealed Great Northern Highway. Uh, look, our nearest port is, uh, is um, Wyndham about uh, 350 k's to the north, so a very well-used part of the world for mining and mining infrastructure. Uh, you have the Savannah Nickel Mine nearby, the Halls Creek Gold Mine, and uh, the former Ridges Iron Ore Mine as well in the in the Kimberley. All these all these mines were serviced by uh, Wyndham Port, um, and the Great Northern Highway is uh, always being upgraded, so it's a nice place to develop a mine. Um Rains a bit this time of year, so we're not there at the moment, but we've had an exciting year uh, drilling and we'll continue to deliver some results over the next couple of months. So, yeah. Yeah, so Jeremy, can you just walk us through some of these uh, results? There's an intersection uh, that took my eye of over 100 metres at quite good grades of uh, total rare earth elements. Yeah, the hole you're referring to there, I believe, is about is um, Cummins Range Diamond Hole 4. Uh, it was over 100 metres at close to 2% rare earths and uh, some 0.3, 0.4 niobium. Uh, look, that's a, a world-class hit. That's in the in the guts of our ore body there. Uh, there's also some further drilling out, um, further out along strike from that, which we were uh, very much excited about. But this is uh, the diamond drilling we've been doing uh most of this year, really, um, and it was uh, designed to prove a concept right, and we think we've done that uh, very well with the drilling. It's an outstanding result, much longer intercept than we've seen previously from the project. So how does this uh, work change or enhance your understanding of the mineralisation and its geometry at Cummins Range? Uh, yeah, look, the hole that we we're, we're really excited about and uh, changed the – we're very excited about that hole, but there's another hole, CD11, uh, further northwest along strike from that one, which uh, struck about uh, 25 metres at um, 3% rare earths, including a 3-metre zone at 11% uh, rare earth oxide, and that was in the primary part of our resource. And I guess what what is um, very exciting for us this year is the fact that it's the first time anyone's looked at this deposit uh, below the oxide. So the oxide is the top 100 metres of this resource, and below that is what we call the primary or the fresh. And everyone had only thought about this deposit as, a, as an oxide uh, resource. 
Uh, we, the diamond drilling this year was designed to drill in the next 100 metres below that, so the 100 to 200 metre panel. And now we're getting really good grades and widths in that zone. And what that does is it opens up the, uh, the potential of this deposit greatly. No longer is it going to be a 20 million tonne deposit, but it opens up the possibility for this thing to grow to a 50 to 100 million tonne deposit uh, with a bunch of drilling over the next 12 months. Yeah, so it's fair to say that it's really changed the way you're looking at exploring uh, the envelope that you, you currently know about and also extending it. That's exactly right. Look, the, as I mentioned uh, just before there, the previous interpretation of this deposit was it was a, a super gene upgrade process, which had created the, the high grade in the top 100 metres, but uh, we got a clue in the drilling in 2020 that, look, this was more represented, what was seen in the oxide as possibly more re- represented in the, the primary as well. And the drilling we did has very much confirmed that. Um, and we believe whatever's present in the top 100 metres could be present in every 100-metre panel below that. So, yeah. you know, these deposits uh, being carbonatites, uh, very vertically extensive, give, give us enough money next year and we, we would like to drill it down to, you know, three 400 metres and really grow the tonnes on it. Yeah, so that's, I think, the important thing. It was my next question was because some of the higher grades were really seen at the um, the boundary between the the depth of oxidisation and the fresh rock and you would have thought, oh, yeah, it's just some sort of super gene enrichment. But no, I mean, you're getting high grades in the fresh rock below. That's exactly right. Yep, that, that's the whole point of the, the drilling this year and this is what I'm trying to educate people on at the yeah. moment. Um, as I mentioned, that CD11 hole, uh, 25 metres at 3% uh, rare earths and within that 3 metres at 11% rare earths. I mean, 11% rare earths is really stunning stuff and uh, we'll, we've got that in the CD11 hole and we believe we'll see it in further holes to come as well. Really sort of takes the blinkers off in terms of what this uh, deposit can be. Our geologists uh, are super excited. They had this theory uh, and they proved their theory right with the drill bit this year. And they're very excited to get back out there, there next year, probably look at some geophysical techniques over the summer as well to see if we can better better target these zones. But in any in any event, it's just a, a matter of doing more drilling now. Yeah. So how does this mineralisation compare with other deposits we know about, like Mount Weld and uh, Hastings Yangabana project? Yeah, look, that's a very interesting question and that's something I've uh, put to our geologists uh, to answer over the um, over the rainy season. The initial belief on this project was the, the supergene process was the same that occurs at Mount Weld, but um, we believe it's a, a slightly different style of deposit to that. It's probably most closely linked to Mount Weld in terms of it's a, it's a, a circular carbonatite intrusion. But uh, it has uh, very much different characteristics to Mount Weld. Uh, Mount Weld is um, very much driven by the supergene upgrade process to give you the high grades in the in the top hundred meters. But ours seems to be more structurally controlled. Uh, it seems to have the high grade present in the in the oxide and the primary. But uh, yeah, it's something that we are we are scouring the world for analogies at the moment, and um, it's something we hope to de- develop our geological model. On over the um, over the wet season, which will guard our which will guide our exploration uh, next year. Yeah, and I mean the, a lot of this really gui- will really direct your metallurgical test work. And and I know it's fairly early days for you, Jeremy, here at uh, Cummins Range. But what sort of metallurgical 
uh, test work has been done to develop and look at a processing route for this mineralisation by you and by previous uh, people who've been drilling there? Yeah, certainly. Uh, look, the metallurgy to date is, is, as you'd expect, is focused on the resource we, we've known about, which is the top 100 metres, the oxide. So we've been focusing on oxide flotation there, uh, also looking at um, uh, some magnetic work as well. We've been able to replicate the, the previous test work, which was done by uh, Kimberley Ruris in 2010-11 with the assistance of some Chinese groups. But our initial test work has given us, you know, 60, 70% recoveries to a 20% concentrate. Um, we're focused on improving on that. But in terms of what we're, we're moving forward with, uh, we're also going to start looking at the metallurgy in the primary as well. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, you, you, the work's been done on the oxide um, mineralisation, but now you've got this uh, fresh rock. It's a, a bit of a different um, kettle of fish. Yes, very much so. Um, Look, we're only just beginning to understand what the, the fresh rock looks like, but we have taken um, samples, as you would expect, from the from the drilling and we've sent them, given them to our engineers and metallurgists and consultants and said, uh, you know, have a look at how this performs metallurgically yeah. uh, in, a, in an upgrade process. Uh, just by the my experience in mining is that normally the... the, the um, the metallurgy in primary is easier than the oxide because it's uh, yeah. normally a similar, uh, a simpler mineralogy. Uh, it's normally cleaner minerals. You don't get all the, the strange secondary minerals that are present in oxide zones. So we would expect it to be better, but we're in the process of uh, doing that at the moment, that test work. And just visually looking at the core that you've, uh, in your announcements, it's this breccia, which is, uh, you know, all broken up bits of um, of rock with the monazite, which I guess is the the main host for the rare earths. Um, and it looks like there's quite a bit of, of differentiation between the bits of the different types of mineralisation from a colour point of view. And, and I guess I'm looking at the potential there for some sort of uh, – uh, pre-upgrading. Uh, We've seen uh, people doing this at uh, other projects. Yangaban has had some success at getting sort of taking uh, uh, raw ore and getting most of the mineralisation in, in 75% of the of the mill feed sort of thing. So is that something you would look at as well? It's something we are looking at, Peter. Yeah, yeah. we've, um, we've uh, taken some samples and provided them to the, the ore sorting uh experts and as you say just by looking at it visually uh, you get this um, gray brown massive monazite um, chunks within pure white carbonatite so my rule of thumb on ore sorting is if you can see the mineralization visually it's probably going to probably got a very good chance of responding to ore sorting and that's yeah i mean even i once you get your eye in even i can spot the uh, the, the massive rare earth in this in this white carbonatite so if I had a bet, I would say it should respond to to ore sorting. We wouldn't be the first people to to look at ore sorting in in rare earths, in primary rare earth deposits, the likes of Northerns, um, Hastings, as you say, and also vital metals in Canada uh, are very reliant on ore sorting and getting good results. So. Yeah, and there's other you can do it by density, by colour, by fluorescence, or what you know. In case of um, uh, tin, yeah. uh, tungsten, you know, if it fluoresces, it's uh, it's ore. If it doesn't, it's waste. Yes, that's right. I mean, um, ore sorting has come in leaps and bounds in terms of its 
uh, computing power that it uses. Uh, but in our instance, I'll say we'll just be looking at a, at a colour sort of all sort. Okay. So the other, uh, back to the commercial part of it, um, earlier on you looked at uh, a basket of commodities, you know, the the content of different types of rare earth and niobium, and you've come up, I think it was $34 US a kilogram. How's yes. that How's that changed over the last 12 or 18 months? Yeah. Uh, look, we published that um, basket price, you know, six to 12 months ago. Uh, at the time, NDPR prices were around the $80 a kilo. Um, NDPR makes up, you know, 80% of our, our basket. Our basket it was probably closer to $50 a kilo at the moment. In fact, I know it's closer to $50 a kilo because I, I checked it before before talking to you because I thought you'd ask me that one. <laughs> uh, it's uh, Our basket price doesn't include the niobium. It just includes the, the 17 rare earths, the 15 lanthanides plus yttrium and, and scandium. Um, so, yeah, look, rare earth prices are... Uh, really good at the moment. They're the highest they've been in ten years. You know, they're high for good good reason because we need them in increasing amounts. But yeah, in answer to your question, our basket price is very strong at the moment, which uh, leads well to uh, the economic aspects of our project. Yeah. So you said early work showed that you could get a a, a recovery of sort of circa sixty percent into a concentrate, but you've basically looking at it you know, a team of people to put together a feasibility study here, which will include additional uh, metallurgical studies, Jeremy. Uh, that's right. We've, um, we're undertaking a scoping study at the moment with some uh, industry-leading experts. We've brought a project manager on board to to guide that process. And that look, that scoping study has, sl- has solely been constrained to the oxide part of the resource, but I dare say we'll expand it um, in the coming months to... To begin looking at the the primary, the fresh rock part of our resource as well, which could uh, significantly change what we're we're looking at in terms of the project uh, scope and scale. How much more drilling is there still in the laboratory? The uh, how many more holes are we waiting for assays for? Yes, look, we drilled uh, eighteen diamond holes this year, and I believe we've only released five to to this point. Um, as as is common across the industry, the Turnarounds are slow, and not only the once you get it to the lab, it's getting it to the lab is slow, which has led us to, you know, finish drilling while we're still waiting on most of our results. But good news for shareholders and potential shareholders is we will be delivering um, assay results over the all of December and most of January as well. So plenty of news to come. It won't, won't be um, into a vacuum over the next couple of months we'll continue yeah. to deliver good results. So once you've got these additional results, will you be modelling an open pit shell, so based on the you know a, a basket price of uh, commodities to to sort of capture as much of the mineralisation you you've got that's uh, commercial. Uh, absolutely, we will. Yeah, we run um, pit optimizations from time to time for our own internal consumption. Um, but yeah, on the back of this drilling, uh, we'll develop a new geological model and see how that looks with the with the resource. And yeah, we will be running some pit shells to to see what um, what's inside the pit and what's outside the pit. So, what's the uh, what was the estimate prior to this drilling? You uh, you were talking about tons earlier on. What what was the the pre existing estimate? And uh, you you say you're looking for a much larger resource now that you've got this um, fresh rock mineralisation. 
Uh, look, the resource that we had, uh, the, Jork, the previous Jork resource, which was based on the drilling from 2020, was uh, 19 million tonnes at 1.15 um, TRO and about 0.21 niobium, including a higher-grade portion of uh, 6.5 million tonnes at 2% rare earth and 0.4 to 0.5 niobium. So what we're, the drilling this year was designed to uh, prove our concept right about the presence of high-grade mineralisation at depth. So what this will allow us to do in the first instance is probably create an exploration target, which will really show people what we think the scale of the resource can be, and that will be an exploration target for us to to drill into next year. Okay. Uh, we will we will um we will explain that to people over the next few months as to what we think the the scale and scope of the project can be now, and yeah, that's probably where we'll we'll take it. So very exciting, and you've you've said you've embarked on a um scoping study uh what's the timeline there to get i mean once you've got the drill results in and you've done the metallurgy and you you've you know put your head around some of the economics yeah look we've said publicly the scoping study the q1 of uh, next year but that scoping study was based purely on you know what we'd seen prior to this drilling in terms of the the oxide portion the top 100 meters so uh there's an internal discussion whether we expand the scope and the scale of that that scoping study to start looking at the, the fresh as well. Uh, I dare say we will, but at the moment we're we're on the record as saying we will deliver a scoping study by Q1 of next year. Yeah, oh, it makes sense to to put in all the information you've got at the time, I guess. So um, I guess the final thing, Jeremy, is you've, you're spinning out uh, Cosmos, uh, a couple of the sort of non-core assets, so you can focus on uh, rare earth elements. Uh, and you're going to retain, I think, a 25% stake in that. How's What's the progress there? Uh, Cosmos listed yesterday, actually, Cosmos right. Exploration, and we'll retain uh, almost a 29% interest in that. We decided to keep it on the on the balance sheet and not distribute it in specie. We believe in, in the project and we think, you know, any discovery made in Cosmos with our 30% shareholding will we'll reflect in... Um, an uplift to rare X share price as well. So that company is fully funded now with $5 million and some really good nickel copper PGE, you know, inverted commas, Julemar type targets. Um, but, yeah, that's that's up and running as of yesterday. Oh, very exciting. And so what's the current state of play with uh, funding at rare X? Uh, yeah, look, we're, we're well funded for what we've take, undertaken this year uh, in terms of our drilling and, and study work. Uh, next year, I'd like to go do a lot more drilling. Uh, we do have some equity investments we can lean on to at least fund part of that. Um, but yeah, we look, we're well funded for what we're doing at the moment. Uh, before we go drilling next year, we'll, we'll have to consider what we do. But um, in terms of the, the, the scope of the drilling program we undertake, but we do have equity investments. We've got almost $5 million in equity investments we can okay. we can lean on to support our drilling next year. Okay. Well, that's going to be a, a very interesting six months as you're doing the um, the scoping study. And then when you get back in, once the uh, wet season has abated, it's going to be very exciting to see uh, how the uh, results from the work that's still in the laboratories informs the uh, drilling going through 2022. So I think it's going to be a really pivotal year for uh, Rarex, I think 2022, you'd agree, uh, with the metallurgical work and, and the, uh, the price of the um, neodymium presidium key elements there uh, being so strong. 
So thanks for coming into uh, Stockhead today, and uh, we'll look forward to getting you in once you've got your um, your scoping study under uh, under control. Absolutely. Thanks for having us, Peter. It's a, been a very exciting year for us, and I think we're on the verge of um, really unlocking what the potential of what Cummins Range can be uh, in 2022. So Indeed. thanks very much for letting me explain it. Been a pleasure. Thanks. Thanks.